0: they're really impressed that we are doing something. We're actually doing something. We're not just talking about an issue, we're taking some action on it. And that, I guess, is what we'd want people to do. Drink the coffee and then think, what action can can they take?
1: Across the world today, millions of Christians are persecuted. They face discrimination, imprisonment, displacement, and even death simply because of their faith in Jesus Christ. These courageous believers are our brothers and sisters. We are in this together with them, and we need to hear their voice. Join host Sarah as we discover their stories today on Release International's Voice
2: podcast.
1: Proverbs 31 verses 8 to 9. It says, Open your mouth for the rights of all those who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and defend the rights of the poor and needy. How do you speak up and act on behalf of those who face injustice and persecution? On today's podcast, I'm joined by Matthew and Thor, founders of a startup business called Hazak Coffee. They've decided to use their coffee products and their business skills to help raise the voice of persecuted Christians. So let's hear more about it. Welcome Matthew and Thor to The Voice podcast. And thank you, Thor, for providing the recording venue here in the wilds of Northern Scotland. I mean, we are truly in the middle of nowhere, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'd like to think so, yeah. Um, First of all, let me ask you guys, how do you both know each other?
0: It was actually a professional engagement. Um, Matthew actually booked me to do some of my um, speech and pitch coaching for himself and another colleague. And um, just during the coaching session, I kind of resonated with some of the things he was saying. He was, he was willing to talk about, and in a business kind of context, this is unusual, he was willing to, as part of his presentation, he mentioned basically his faith came up and he mentioned things that made me think that he was a deep thinker. So after the um, professional engagement, we just ended up having a coffee and having a deeper conversation around Christian persecution and various other issues that we're both interested in. And that was it really, we
2: just hit it off and things developed from there. Yeah, it was one of those um, meetings that you have in your um, day-to-day work life that um, turned out to um, be quite significant. And I think we we just uh, struck it off um, from the the start and we've continued to enjoy spending time together and... um, Drinking coffee together. (laughs) Drinking coffee together, we have a good laugh. I think that's really important in any um, business partnership that enjoy each other's company.
1: You both are the founders of a new startup business called Hazat Coffee, we'll talk more about the name a little later, Um, but let's talk about what it's all about, because it's more than just coffee, isn't it?
2: Yes, so when Thor and I got together to talk about the things that we're passionate about, um, it became clear that we both shared um, values of justice and and freedom of speech, and um, looking at our culture and and, and where it's going. Um, Both of us are quite passionate about um, thinking about the the heritage we have, the Judeo-Christian worldview, um, and what it has brought to our country and to the West, um, and the benefits that we enjoy as a result of that. And um, for us, before we even thought about coffee, um, we were keen to explore how can we um, speak into this moment of cultural change where you know, a lot of people are calling for us to kind of abandon our roots and, and go down a, a whole new um, journey of um, really moving away um, from, from the Christian worldview.
1: You mentioned this, the issues of justice and free speech and fairness. Was there some kind of link or reason that prompted you to make a connection with the specific issue of Christians who are persecuted?
2: The thing that connected um, coffee and Christian persecution for us was when we realised, looking at the coffee map of the world and the kind of top ten coffee-producing countries, um, it is very similar to the Christian persecution map of the world and the hot spots where um, Christians are most persecuted for their faith. Um, and we think that's um, quite a powerful um, base to, to use for um, raising awareness of the um, injustice and the, the lack of freedom um, that Christians have in those countries and, and being able to, to use um, that Christian persecution and coffee map um, in our video, in our promo video, and, and also in the products that we um, have created, um, we're able to, to zoom in on the issues in these particular countries who make fantastic coffee, um, but also um, there's a real underlying issue. Of, um lack of freedom and, and, and an injustice um, for those in their country who are Christians in public.
0: I've also had a personal experience which really influenced me to want to hit this specific issue of Christian persecution was I met a um a barista from Pakistan and and um, what happened was his a relative of his um, had been murdered in Pakistan and he and this other relative felt it wasn't safe for them to go back to Pakistan. And part of the situation was uh, they have, a, as Christians, they had a lower legal status in Pakistan. And um, I just found that, as I got to know him a bit, I found that beyond unreasonable, just unfair. And it kind of hit my values around justice and fairness. And so that was sort of that personal story of a guy who's he's a super lovely guy. He's helped with a couple of projects I've been working on over the couple of years since I've known him. and. Um, That just yeah that kind of gave me a personal drive to find out more about the topic um and as i did more research into it i realized it was something that i felt that some of my christian friends were hesitant to speak about actually they would they would kind of avoid the topic and and so yeah that just made me dig deeper into it i guess part of my personality i Hmm. if i feel people are (laughs) avoiding something i'll dig deeper Hmm. so yeah that was my kind of personal driver to getting into this area
1: So when you dug deeper, um, were you surprised by what you found?
0: Quite like the the way it's worked in the Middle East with kind of Western intervention, in inverted commas, and how that has probably made the situation worse over the years. And the, the way that the birthplace of the faith has become not completely devoid of Christians, but virtually, that surprised me. And also like the situation in Nigeria and quite how violent it is, surprised me so as I dug deeper into different areas it it did shock me and the situation in China that's another one that has kind of come up from from left field as you would say and I again yeah I was definitely surprised by that I think I had an idea in my head though actually that that it was a big issue but I guess like like my Christian friends that I was mentioning you've got your own life going on you've got your own business or job or whatever and you just put it to the back of your mind unless something forces you to
2: consider it. I think for myself looking um, around our culture and, and even in the church I think um, we tend not um, to focus very far beyond our own setting and um, it can be quite easy to get focused on um, you know, my life or you know, my, my routine, my church, um, my denomination um, and fail to take account of what's going on across the world and, and I think in the West and in the UK and, and here in Scotland, we have um, looked at our own context um, and failed to, to kind of see beyond it. And, and so this kind of uh, venture and, and d- digging deeper into the, the issue of Christian persecution has been really helpful. Um, and it's actually helped ground my faith and, and, and helped me compare my situation um, against um, that of others who are you know, suffering um, much bigger injustices for the faith Um, and it's in a strange way it's been a really encouraging experience um, drawing courage from the resilience of others who are willing to go um, through all these things and for for their faith
1: so tell us about that moment when you got in touch with release we sort of helped you get the business together and now it's launched and ready to go what was that process like for you
0: honestly the process overall has been a total delight like i work with businesses the whole time and i'm not criticizing them but there's certain experiences you have when you're working with businesses and it's been like a a level above that in terms of the effort and value coming from the partnership so i'm i'll often be working in a partnership sort of situation with a business but um, from our um, release contact we've had nothing but over delivery in terms of um, just help on whether it be messaging or whether it be um, any kind of logistical issue that you know, including the video and the website and things like that. So, yeah, it's been
2: a genuine pleasure.
1: Let's come back to the name Hazak. Where does that come from?
2: It was Thor that, that selected the name or, or proposed the name Hazak um, after um, doing some um, Googling to see um, uh, if we could find a, a Hebrew word, a biblical word. Um, for to sum up what it is um, we want to say Um, and the word Hazak um, is a a Hebrew word that appears um, particularly in in books like Joshua um, where it says and for example in Joshua 1 verse 9 um, it says be strong and courageous and the Hebrew root word um, for that um, encouragement is Hazak and it's actually if if you look into the word it's actually a, a word that's still used today um, by the Jews um, and, and Hebrew speakers. Um, so, so that means, word
1: means both of those things, be yeah, strong and courageous. Be strong
2: and courageous, yes. Um, we've um, used a strap strapline in our company, Stand Strong. Um, so it's really that capturing that message that we want to encourage those Christians who are suffering persecution to stand strong and continue to do that in the face of persecution.
0: We also want to encourage um, people in this you know, in this more kind of spoilt part of the world, in the Western world for want of a better description, to stand strong for for those that are being persecuted and living much, much tougher lives than we can even imagine. Mm. So it's yeah, it's definitely a double meaning. I'm glad you took that question because I genuinely couldn't quite it's gone into a bit of a haze for me how we actually
2: mm-hmm.
0: ended up with the name. I love the name. I would, have, I would have thought you came up with it, No, it was, it was, it was me. Your, it was your moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs>
2: cool. It's great, thank you.
1: Today, I'm talking to Matthew and Thor, founders of Hazak Coffee. We've talked about what motivated them to start the business and their conviction to stand with persecuted Christians. Now, as the conversation continues, we'll find out exactly how their coffee is doing this. But ha- how exactly does your coffee product help Persecuted Christians stand strong and how does it help us to stand strong with them?
2: So what we've decided to do is um, on a few levels um, use this um, coffee business um, to raise the profile of, of Persecuted Christians. So what we've, what we've done is we've launched an initial um, suite of products. So we've, we've got three coffees, um, which we've started with. And each of those coffees um tells a particular story. Um, so we've launched um with an Indian um single source um uh, which has a description of the per- Christian persecution faced um in India. And um, we've also got one from Ethiopia which again on the um on the product on the reverse side tells a story about um how things are in that country and the particular issues they're facing. And um we've then also released um, the Hazak blend which is our kind of house coffee and it's the one that sells um, more than any other at the moment and uh, it's a blend of coffees from four different countries and again on the reverse of that coffee um, product you can see a description of the kind of persecution that's faced there so we want to be a story driven company and, and we've used the coffee to tell the stories of the people who we want to support we've also decided in a financial way to support um the work of Release International, um so we we made a um decision um before we we sold a single bag of coffee that we were going to give twenty percent of our profits um, to Release International to help um you guys and what you do um to to raise the profile of persecuted Christians across the world.
0: That that took a bit of debate, and we and we, it's, I mean, is that necessarily the right number? I'm not sure. I mean, we had some pushback from someone under the video on YouTube, and it was basically saying, "Oh well." you know oh well you're you're only giving them 20% you you'll be sitting comfortably you know living on your you know living in your learjet or whatever and i i replied to them because i actually felt it's a fair challenge and i i i didn't say it but you know anyone that's had a startup business knows you're not living with learjet lifestyle for many years even if it goes well but yeah, getting to that right number was a discussion, and it's it's difficult to know. You could say, well, we'll give 100% of everything we make to release, okay, but then what do you do in terms of reinvesting in the business and making it actually work? So yeah, that was that's kind of an ongoing yeah. conversation that we'll be happy to have with Release as well, to try and get that number right. And as we as we sell more of the product and come up with new products or services through Hazat Coffee, hopefully the numbers all well. The numbers will they're already getting bigger. But as the numbers get bigger that's again a conversation that we can keep having.
1: So the idea is that as people drink Hazak coffee they both remember where their coffee beans have come from and so maybe pray for and remember those persecuted Christians from those countries and they're also contributing to the work of release by their purchase. Hmm.
0: And they'll they'll hopefully speak about it. I mean just speaking about the product itself and, and why the product exists at all is, is a great start. It means that those conversations I was talking about earlier aren't being avoided. I mean, I've had times when I've been trying to talk about this topic with my Christian friends. When it's come up, like there was a petition to be signed in church about Christian refugees from Syria and about the government um, basically considering them at all as, as refugees, and this particular Christian I was with who'd been at church with me and who'd signed the petition with me just w- literally wouldn't engage on that topic. Now, maybe I was being too pushy or something, I don't know. But for me, being able to sit and have the coffee, I've now told this same Christian about the coffee, and we got in a much more constructive conversation. And I guess it's maybe because she saw that I had actually done something about it, so I wasn't just another person preaching Mm. about the topic. I was doing something. And I've been surprised actually by, I posted something on LinkedIn about the coffee, and I was, I have to admit, I was a little hesitant. I was like, oh, all my professional colleagues gonna see this and be like, What's, he, what's this, what, what's this Christian thing Thor's doing? I've been really pleasantly surprised by some of the communication I've had back from, yeah, just oil and gas colleagues and business people who I wouldn't have expected them to think positively of it, but they're really, they're really impressed that we are doing something. We're actually doing something. We're not just talking about an issue, we're taking some action on it. And that, I guess, is what we'd want people to do, drink the coffee and then think, what action can, can they take?
1: I, I'm guessing I know the answer to this question, but is, has that <laughs> coffee the same as what I might buy at a local supermarket? Is it easier for me to just go and get Nescafe?
2: An <laughs> <laughs> Nescafe? <laughs> so the coffee um, partner that we've um, chosen for this venture is... Um,
0: Other instant coffees are available, Sarah. <laughs> you just name checked Nescafe, by the way. Sorry, Matthew. Good point. <laughs>
2: The coffee partner that we've uh, we've chosen to partner with is uh, uh, very much um, at the top end of uh, the coffee market, and um, we uh, we looked around to find someone that um, was a real expert um, in selecting um, blends and, and single um, origin coffees. Um, so, in short, um, our coffee is is high quality. Um, it's. Um, yeah, it was just it's, uh, it's not just your ordinary instant <laughs> coffee I'll, I'll just
0: this is actually an email that came in today from a business connection of mine who said um, I just wanted to let you know I, I, uh, I heard about your website saw your promotion and thought I'd give it a try you have to understand I am very fussy about coffee and thought it would taste like the awful fair trade stuff that's what she said <laughs> I'm not saying that but on this person's recommendation, decided to try it anyway. I have to say, I was very pleasantly surprised and we are considering switching to Hazak as our regular brand.
1: So, this so is what the that customer
0: thinks matters more than what I think. I mean, I personally think it's amazing coffee. Yeah. But yeah, what the customer thinks is what really matters.
1: Yeah. Well, I had a freshly brewed cup of coffee made by you today. What did yeah. I have? You had the Hazak blend. The blend? Yeah. Yeah, it's no, really good.
2: Hazak blend, I have it every morning and when I wake up is the first thing I do Um, and I've just got into the habit of having it at home Um, and yeah it's certainly been a step up in my coffee um, drinking experience since we started the company. In the
0: interest of health I'd recommend you had a pint of water first Matthew but that's okay (laughs) the next thing you do, the second thing you do should be a cup of Hazak coffee.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's your, this sounds like an interview, a job interview question but Uh (laughs) what's your vision for The business going forward? Where do you see it in five to ten years' time?
2: Um, well, I think for us, we've only been running for a month or two, and um, sorry, you'll be able to, to keep me right with the statistics, but the statistics for startup companies um, going out of business. Um, it's a lot. I mean,
0: 50, 50% of startup companies go out of business for one reason alone, and that is because they can't get anyone to care enough about it to buy anything. Mm. So we don't suffer from that problem, but yeah, most startups get nowhere yeah so to still be in business in five years is a huge success but I think we're aiming to do a heck of a lot more than that yeah we yeah. certainly aim to be operating in other countries I don't know whether we want to give away where but uh, certainly we've got one country in mm-hmm. mind that mm-hmm. would be the sec- the next place for expanding and if that's happened within three years we'll be doing well I would say
2: yeah. we, we also think that we need to listen to our customers um mm. in the uk to you know, to to expand the product range i mean we're already getting emails in um for um us to supply wholesale um, to churches that was mm-hmm. the last thing we did just in the last couple of weeks we've now got a wholesale option on the website um, we have had quite a few emails in um, about a decaf option, um, <laughs> so we're we're going to get that. Um, for
1: late night coffee drinking.
2: Yes, yes. There's <laughs> been a lot of emails about decaf. I personally don't drink decaf. but um, We've got one asking for instant as well. Yeah, there's been two or three requests for instant as well. Um, but yeah, at the moment, what we intend to do is, is to grow organically, you know, as we've started, um, word of mouth, um, let's get. Um, our, our turnover and and sales um just you know steadily increasing and as Thor says you know looking around, um to expansion overseas, um is is on the radar and and also thinking about what other product streams and and what other things um may work, um because we're we're passionate about um the medium of business, um to to put a message out there um there's there's lots of great charities um including Release International. Um, they do fantastic work and, and we're really interested in how we can use our business skills and background to um, to raise the voice of um, persecuted Christians and, and others who um, are unheard in this sphere. Mm-hmm. Well put, Matthew, thanks.
1: Um, let us finish with the most important question then, how can we get the coffee?
0: <laughs> you can go to Hazak, Now, you might think Hazak is spelt with a K, but it's H-A-Z-A-Q, and then coffee. I don't think I need to spell that, do (laughs) I? It's got two Fs. (laughs) F's. Hazakcoffee.com is the best way to get the coffee. We've also got a Twitter account if you want to chime in once you've had a coffee and tell us what you thought of it, and that's just Hazak. Well, if you you type Hazak coffee into the search, it should come up. Mm -hmm. Or you'll find it on the website as well.
1: And a quick supplementary question, because someone has asked about this. Do you ship outside of the UK?
0: Yeah, we've already shipped, well, to Israel, for example. Where else have we shipped to? Um,
2: Yeah, so we have set up the website to ship to almost every country in the world. Um, So the postage will obviously be more um, the further away um, people are. Um, But no, the, the website's set up to accept orders from anywhere. So it
0: definitely arrived in Israel because the guy gave feedback on Twitter and said it was great coffee yeah. and it had arrived that's so we know it's arriving. That's <laughs> the furthest the field yeah. we've
2: shipped um, so yeah, we can sell into other markets. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Thanks so much Matthew and Thor, it's been a real pleasure talking with you guys.
2: Thank
0: Thanks you. for making the effort to uh, fly up here to the wild north. Much to the middle of nowhere, yeah. off grid, offline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: As Christians in the West, we are surely some of the best placed people to open our mouths and to stand up for the rights of those who are persecuted. But this doesn't always mean marching down a street with a placard. As Matthew and Thor are showing, we can use our own particular skills and think of diverse and creative ways to speak out. Make sure you check out HazatCoffee.com and try a batch of their amazing coffee. Maybe you could also become a champion for Hazak Coffee in your church or small group. Thank you so much for listening to Release International's Voice Podcast. Please do subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay connected to the voice of persecuted Christians. There are many other ways you can get involved. For more information on how you can pray and support persecuted believers across the world, please visit our website www.releaseinternational.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. Remember those who are in prison as if you were in there together with them and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Do not abandon them.